Today we're talking about the five ways INFJs make other people uncomfortable. You as an INFJ have made people uncomfortable your entire life. This is probably not something that is new to you, but most of the time we can't really pinpoint it. So it sounds like, okay, this is something that is just happening, that's who I am, you know, tough luck. But the thing is this, if we are becoming aware of what makes other people uncomfortable, we can consciously decide, are those areas that I wanna fix? Do I wanna not fix it at all because that's just who I am? Or what is like the bigger meaning behind this? Like how can I know if this is something that I should just embrace, if it's something I should change, or something in the middle of that. So today we're going to look into the five most common ways INFJs make other uncomfortable. And it will surprise you to see that in a lot of areas we can you know, change in such a way that is most beneficial to us. We're actually way more in alignment with ourselves. And just as a byproduct, you will experience like this feeling of making people uncomfortable less and less. It's really, really interesting. Before we get started, I want to remind you if you haven't done this so far to download the free poster on the formula to an INFJ Epic Life. And if you say now is my time, I want to take it to the next level, then get the INFJ Epic Life audio guide. Everything that you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. The first way an INFJ makes another person uncomfortable is through going deep right off the bat. And this is something we as INFJs do all the time. We meet somebody, we feel we have a connection, and before we know it, we feel we've created this deep bond with that person. We start being vulnerable to them as if we know them very deeply. And this makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Not just the people that you might have a connection with, but even if you just feel like, oh, that's a person that will understand me on some level, we go deep and we go deep fast and we go in such a pace that people feel so vulnerable and they feel vulnerable because it's something that they didn't choose, right? You see what's behind that curtain. So you're pretty much making them vulnerable and you show that to them by being so open and so carefree around them that, you know, in many cases they recognize, okay, this is like too intense for me. Like I feel seen on such a level that I'm not even comfortable with. Very often we're not aware of why this is happening and like you didn't really say anything or do anything, but it's your entire energy as an INFJ. And you might ask yourself, okay, so what does that mean? Am I supposed to, you know, just live a superficial life and not go deep with people? The answer is no, not at all. But what you'll recognize is that we tend to go overboard very quickly with certain people if we don't have an outlet yet. If you live your life as if you are behind a glass wall and you feel like you're not really participating in life, you're not really tapping into your potential, you feel like you have to hide yourself and then you see a person that on some level could understand you, that on some level makes you feel alive, guess what? It's like, you know, a gate has been opened and of course you put all your efforts as in, you know, vulnerability and depth into that. And this happens on autopilot. This is not something that you do consciously. So what is the solution here? Is this even something we would want to change? And I have a two part answer to that. The thing is this, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable in your life altogether, if you allow yourself to tap into that deep connection with life that you're capable of, you're much less likely going to need that outlet. 
Okay, this is easier said than done, right? It's some philosophy talk and oh, that sounds so nice, but what are you actually supposed to do? Like, what are the practical steps to make this happen? This is not supposed to sound like, oh, okay, this is so great. No, let's really talk about what this means. It means that you take steps in your life that are scary, that you do the things that are in your heart but seem out there. That means you start writing that book. You share your message in any kind of way to the outside. You're not keeping yourself hidden. You decide starting today that no matter who you meet, you rather be disliked for who you are than for who you are not. So instead of going so deeply with this one person who might understand you, you're going to do it differently. You're going to be as authentic and as vulnerable to absolutely everybody that you meet. Vulnerable does not mean that you start sharing your secrets with people. Vulnerable means that you're being authentic, as in, you know, you share the things that you actually like. You talk about the things that you actually like. You're not hiding yourself. You're not trying to play a role in order to be accepted by somebody or in order not to make another person uncomfortable. This is, of course, easier said than done, right? This is not something you do overnight, but trust me, if you lean into this, it's a whole different approach of life, right? You're not playing the supporting role in like the five people around you. No, you're playing the leading role in your life. You're being the main character in your movie. And with that, you create a whole different outlook on life. You start being vulnerable and open and too much for your entire life, not just with that one person. And with that, you're going to exude qualities that even that one person might not like or another person. And you tell yourself, if people don't like this, then that's just the way it is. I'm not going to pay the popularity game. I'm not going to say, okay, if I'm going to be me, then people are going to think I'm weird. Well, let them think that. Because through that, you actually start going deep you are not hiding yourself. You're not like, you know, making yourself small. You're becoming big in your entire energy. And when you do that, you just go through life and are being, you know, deep on a certain level that isn't as deep as it is with that one person that you meet from time to time. Because it's not like you see this one person that you can finally be yourself around. No. Of course that will happen. It's like, you know, you keep yourself like small and in a box and there's like this one possibility, everything comes out. It just won't happen anymore because if there's a certain level that you allow yourself every single day, then, you know, you're never going to go so deeply into certain situations on autopilot. If you do that, then you do this consciously. You know when you're overstepping a boundary, you know when people are uncomfortable with that. And you're also okay if, you know, you're just too much for people. You just don't care anymore because you give yourself so much through that process, you feel fulfilled on such a level that these things become less and less relevant. The second way an INFJ makes another person uncomfortable is because we dare to live outside of the box. The way our mind is set up, we naturally can live outside of the box. We can do the thing that is not the norm and we don't feel bad about it. There's not this part in our mind that tells us if you're not playing the social game, then you're going to be excluded. 
This is just the way our mind is set up. This is not something that makes you super smart or, you know, like so much deeper than other people because this is not actually a choice. Other types might have something in their mind that really like lights up when there's fear of abandonment, when they're not, you know, playing by those social inclusion needs, right? I mean, if you think about how your mind works now and how it worked when you were a teenager, for example, when our social inclusion needs were at their peak and this is like for every personality, just generally, you already see how much easier it is for you now than it was back then. And so imagine for some people, they feel like you felt when you were a teenager in those aspects. So it's much harder for them. But you, you can do this and it doesn't bother you. So you naturally and automatically do things that are out of the box because you aren't even aware of all those, you know, consequences, all of those psychological consequences that others might have to face if they would do the same thing you do. And that makes people uncomfortable because when they see something that they aren't doing and they recognize that this is maybe something that their soul wants, but they aren't really allowing themselves to do that because, you know, there are going to be psychological consequences, you know, that makes them uncomfortable. Is it something we want to change? I would say no. You know, it's not on you to make others comfortable. Definitely not when the price for that is you not choosing yourself. You have the prerogative to live out your life the way you seem fit without hurting somebody or doing something that, you know, is against the law. But remember, it's not your responsibility to make other people comfortable by, you know, making yourself small. No matter what you do, it has to start with, I'm being true to myself. I'm allowing myself to be me and I'm not focusing on how that makes other people feel. You can do this as a byproduct, but learn and aim to choose yourself first. And I promise you, you're not going to go overboard. You're not going to become mean. And if you have certain scenarios where this might happen, guess what? You can backpedal a little bit, but you have to allow yourself to dare to go into that direction in order to find your perfect medium. The third way INFJs make other people uncomfortable is by seeing their insecurities. We see people's insecurities very easily because of the way our mind is set up. We're not only, you know, are built this way, but we have also practiced this all our life. So we're very tuned into this if we want to be. And so before you know it, you see other people's insecurities and you might even try to hide it somehow that you see it in order not to make them uncomfortable. But one way or another, it will come out. You will say something or do something and the other person will recognize that you've played a role so far just to protect them. And that's when people get really upset. So, you know, what do we do with this information? Well, we pretty much say, I'm not going to hide it anymore. Like if I see that somebody's insecure, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go up to them and say, I see that you're insecure. I know that you feel, you know, weak in certain areas and uh, you know, this is how you could change it. Of course, we're not going to do this because this is rude. And you know, this is not like, you know, protecting other people's boundaries. But what we're not going to do is to play a role in order to make another person uncomfortable. If you being yourself and being yourself in the biggest way possible, if that in itself makes other people uncomfortable, then that's just part of life. It's not on you. It's pretty much saying in order not to make that person uncomfortable, I'm going to stop breathing. 
you have to breathe. And if that means that another person feels uncomfortable because of that, then that's something that they have to deal with. They have to decide that they're going to pull away from you. There are people who I feel uncomfortable around. Every one of us has people that we are uncomfortable around and we're just not surrounding ourselves with these people. Like, you know, just a very, you know, easily understandable example would be being around criminals and being around people who are mean and, you know, abusive and so on. I don't feel comfortable around this person. So I don't have people like this around me. And so if somebody feels uncomfortable around you because of whatever it may be, not just obviously bad things like being a criminal or, you know, being, you know, psychologically mean or whatever it may be, whatever makes you uncomfortable is something that you either pull away from or you go towards in order to address certain things in your system. But that's on the other person to decide. That's not for you. We very often take on the responsibility of, you know, making these choices for another person. That's on them. Whatever they think or feel about you is none of your business. So no need to play a role, to keep your lights small, just so you don't make another person uncomfortable. That's a no-go. The fourth way INFJs make other people uncomfortable is by being a blank slate. The INFJ is known for this. And this is something which I personally feel we can't change and we sort of should. Not in order to make other people comfortable, but because it's something that is better for us. One of the ways we play a role and one of the ways we make other people comfortable is by not expressing our opinions, by not expressing our energy, because we sort of feel we're allowing other people to shine. We're allowing other people to be all that they can be. The moment you take up space, by default, people are not going to be able to, you know, be as easily as big as they were before, energy-wise or just expressing themselves. It's just a very normal situation, okay? So let's say you have two friends, everybody of them expresses themselves, you know, and there's a dynamic that goes on between them. And then you come along. What is the natural INFJ thing to do? We take on the role as the observer. First off, because we understand others better. This sort of gives us a way of controlling the situation better. And secondly, we don't want to do something that would allow others to judge us because there's still this social fear of I'm different. And the more I stand out, the more of a feedback I'm going to get that I don't like, right? This is engraved in us, you know, from an early childhood on, but those are just natural things that are going on. So what do we do here? Well, we stop being a blank slate. If we know that we, for example, like a certain kind of music, but we're keeping it hidden because we know that one of those friends would think we're weird or they would interpret it in a wrong way, well, let them still know that this is the kind of music you like if you know the scenario allows for it or if you would want to express yourself. You know, again, this is not something we can do overnight, like change completely, but to understand that it does make people uncomfortable that there's nothing that they could judge us on. Because if they can't judge us, they cannot feel safe around us. They don't know who we are. They don't know what we're capable of. From time to time, you know, something comes out and they can sort of get a glimpse of who we are. But we make this so we have the upper hand in a situation. We're not doing it consciously, but we're still doing it. 
and through that you know you're going to keep yourself at a distance and that's totally fine as long as we know that this is the reason very often we say i'm doing my best here i'm being super kind i'm not offending anybody i'm not doing anything that might make another person uncomfortable i'm actually walking on eggshells why are people so frustrated with me trust me one of the reasons why is because they have absolutely no idea who you are and if they don't know who you are they don't feel secure that's why you actually you know take a step back because you want to understand others because understanding others is actually something that makes you feel secure so in order for other people not be so uncomfortable in this situation it would be best if we actually express ourselves Again, we're not doing this in order to make people less uncomfortable with ourselves. We're actually doing it because this is the healthiest way for us. This is what fulfills you. This is what allows you to live your INFJ epic life more and more. And it's, you know, a day-to-day -day process. But as a byproduct, you will see, you will make people less and less uncomfortable. And the fifth way how we as INFJs make other people uncomfortable is that we ignore hard facts. How often have you been in situations where you know I'm applying my unique logic to this, I know this is going to work, but I'm not going to share this with other people because if I did, people would think there's something wrong with me. But the thing is this, like even if you don't share it with people, they see that you do things without considering hard facts, without considering unspoken rules. And that makes people uncomfortable because that's something they would never dare. They say like, how dare you not obey those rules? I live by those rules. I have to be part of those rules. I live within a system where those rules are obeyed. And that's how I make logic out of my life. That's how I decide what is right, what is wrong. That's how I decide who is winning and who is losing. And then you come along and you just say, forget your rules. I'm doing my own thing. Of course, that will make people uncomfortable. But again, the question is, is this something we want to change? And let me tell you, this is not an easy answer because at first glance, you might say, of course, we don't want to change that. You know, isn't it so much better that we don't play by those rules, that we do our own thing? And we're definitely not going to play by those rules in order to make other people comfortable. That is totally right. But what we also have to understand is that we are so keen on, you know, ignoring those rules, that we are ignoring those rules even in areas where, you know, it's not beneficial for us. For example, let's say you met somebody and you feel you had a connection and you feel there's more to this and you might have a future with this person, whatever it may be. The truth though is, if we look at it from the perspective of externally observable facts, how I like to call it, that person has not once approached you, that person has, you know, not texted back, that person has shown you, you know, besides let's say the first meeting where you had a great connection, since then, they have shown no signs that they would wanna, you know, do this thing further or any kind of way. These are externally observable facts. These are hard truths. This is something that is external logic. And we ignore those signs to such an extent that it leads to heartbreak, it leads to reality breaks, it leads to you know depression and so on. This is not just something that happens in romantic relationships, just like in choices that we do throughout our life. So how do we go about this? Well, the way I approach this is the following. I understand that in certain areas, I need to you know include a couple of those hard facts. 
For example, no matter what my internal logic says, I know, okay, that person hasn't shown any interest. So no matter what I tell myself, at some point, I have to take those things into consideration. You can still play by your own rules and create something that hasn't existed yet or something that people are not expecting of you because you're not bound to those rules. You know, your logic doesn't need those rules, but just take them in a little by little. Make sure that the externally observable facts are happening, that they're included. Another example is if you want to start your own business or you want to, you know, write your book or whatever it may be, and you're taking on so much time through, you know, analyzing yourself and going deeper and whatever it may be, that's all internal logic. The externally observable fact though is, have I written a page? Have I applied for a job? Like all of those things that you could theoretically tell somebody and they would be able to see that. Those things need to be included in our decision-making just from like an objective, okay, check mark, I included this into this. You can still be yourself. You can still allow yourself to live from the aspect of, oh, I'm doing things my way and I'm not obeying those hard rules that you know are happening. With a little bit of help of those harsh rules, you can create amazing results. And that is all based on the fact that you're not playing by those rules to begin with. You just include tiny bits here and there. And then you still might make other people uncomfortable, but that is something that is just part of life. You cannot live an extraordinary life and not make anybody uncomfortable. It's just part of the game and you are here to play it and to win it. Remember, if you want some more guidelines how to start that INFJ epic life, then uh, get the formula to an INFJ epic life uh, poster. And if you want to take it to the next level, then get the INFJ epic life audio guide. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video why a true INFJ is so intimidating to others.